Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. David Flair. Oh my God! And Sean Stasiak. Oh no, she did. <laughs> Come on to the Rock Show. Come on to the People Show. Come on to the Premier Show. Smackdown. It's the 18th of April in the Year of Our Lord 2002. Tiger Woods PGA Tour Golf. Very good. Thank you. Unchained Melody by Gareth Gates. Still number one. A new day has come. Still number one for Celine Dion. Queen Mum. Still dead. <laughs> oh, I thought she might have come back this week. Yeah. Damn it. No such thing as a retirement in wrestling. <laughs> number one in the box office, Bend It Like Beckham. 2002 sports comedy drama film directed by Garinda Shadder. Shadder? I hope I'm getting that right. From a screenplay by some other people. Blah, blah, blah. Football. Uh, football. <laughs> Is the highest grossing football sports film of all time, I haven't seen it. I'm sorry. More so than goal. Yes. And goal two. And don't forget goal three. Goal three, goal harder. <laughs> two goal, two furious. No, I wasn't uh, watching this because I was too busy playing Spider-Man, the 2002 video game <sighs> based on the film. This is Spider-Man the movie, but it's called Spider-Man. Got a bit Easy. complicated for Spider-Man games around this time. They're all complicated Spider-Man games. Yes. In terms of the naming. Yes, this is the one that plays uh, the plot of the film and has Bruce Campbell narrating the wrestling ring announcer uh, and also the game tutorial and bonus levels, a Brucey bonus. Ah, do you mean Bruce Buffer? Bruce Campbell, no. Oh, <laughs> Bruce Campbell ring announcer? For the, uh, in the first film, he's the... He was, wasn't he? Yeah. Sorry, I was uh, on a different Marvel, on a they different Spider-Man film. Though. They wanted uh, Bruce Buffer, but... <laughs> it couldn't get him, so they moved down the alphabet. Bruce mm. Campbell. I'll do. It's cheaper. <laughs> An episode of The Bill this week, in which six characters are killed off in a petrol bomb attack, is watched by 8.6 million viewers. Bloody giving, hell. Giving the show its largest audience of the year so far. God. It's like the cuts post WrestleMania. <laughs> and then MDL use, although Ashley will sadly miss Gabby, he can no longer handle seeing Bernice every day. Unable to resist meddling, Edna pays Bernice a visit, demanding to know whether Bernice is going to allow Ashley to walk away from his profession and parish. <laughs> or maybe perish is what she meant. Ah, well, mate, there is, there is an ocean between the words parish and perish. The only two so options. It's important to get it right. For an ex-vicar, there could be only two options. <laughs> parish or perish. That's right. 
What a weird, weird lineup for this week. Yes, it's not all's happening in reality, but what a, what a, what is happening in the weird world of professional wrestling? Circa April 18th, 2002. Well, I'm glad you asked because we, on the Cold Water Classic SmackDown review, have the answers. This is Tom. This is Mafu. And, hey. we're, list- and we're talking to you. We are. We're listening to you almost said, bastard. <laughs> it's been so well then as well. Welcome to the Cold Holic Classic Smackdown Review. How are you, Matthew Greg? I'm bloody fine. We're up I against am... Elimination Chamber this week, by the way. Never heard of them. Because <laughs> this podcast goes out first thing on a Saturday morning, and we know that at the same time Elimination Chamber is on. Well, a few hours later. I almost was just say anything then. Eh? Yeah, so we like yeah. this week. What's been happening? What's been happening? Because we missed last week, so we did. We catch did catch me up. Other people did. They're like, "Where is it? Where is it?" I'm like, "It's just, it's, it's cooking." It, <laughs> it's not. We didn't happen. Yeah. I was unfortunately a schedule thing when I couldn't be here. So yeah, I wasn't bulldog misses flight. Bulldog. <laughs> so thank you for your patience. We're back now. I love the fact that people get so worried when there's one not here. It shows that we should carry on. Yes, guys like Black Mega Man. Thank you very much for your listening and concern. Demands. <laughs> Demands? <laughs> Where's my podcast? I cannot sleep until it <laughs> arrives. But yes. Uh, no, I'm grand mate. I said, I'm, I think, similar to you, just trying to stay healthier. Mm. You know, you always look at yourself and go, oh, okay, I could. Instead of just scrolling through Facebook reels and looking at all these uh, attractive people, say, oh, wait, I could be doing a bit of that. I could be the attractive person. Yeah. Hey, Matthew, you know those exercise videos? Did they help you exercise? There's two things I can use for this? Oh, sweet. <laughs> oh, wow. A whole two things. I'm going to point your mic a bit there. Oh, sorry. No, that's okay. I was a whole little... two things. A whole two things. Because you're on a you're on a bit of a kick. You've always been on a bit of a health kick one way or another anyway, because you're doing DDP yoga. Yes. I watched Butterbean's uh, journey through DDP yoga today. Bless him. He was packered, that boy, in a terrible way. DDP I, I watched yoga. it backwards, so it was a sad story. <laughs> It's far more interesting watching it backwards. Yeah, I did DDP yoga and now I'm fucked. <laughs> Cheers, DDP. That's oh, a... actually, you know, that's really bad timing considering this, this episode about the watch anyway, so... Uh, no, no. To... <clears throat> very much so, very but, much so. Tom, have we any mail? We've got mail. Um, yes, we will. Um, classicacultaholic.com if you want to say hi. Uh, hi to Pat Bear. Who says on the latest SmackDown podcast, you mentioned how a current team should become the new APA. Oh, we did say that. We probably said that. Over on AEW, the Butcher and the Blade are often labeled as hired guns who will do the dirty work of higher tier heels. The limited promo time they've been given has been spent calling other tag team crumbs and declaring that Butcher and Blade are in it for the money. Oh, crumbs. Oh, <laughs> oh crumbs. Are we sure we were saying they were the other tag teams were crumbs? Or are they just sort of very, very nervous in a cute British way? Oh, crumbs. Uh, if there was a if there was a propped up door just to their right and they demand that they demanded people use, it would not feel out of place. So Butcher and the Blade, the new APA? Question mark. I like that. Um, that works for me, doesn't it? Yes. I like that a lot. Yes, Thank you for sharing. You've nailed it, mate. Um, we and you're are, beautiful. You are beautiful, Pat. Thank you, Pat. We asked you last week. So, obviously, with the allegations around Vince McMahon... Oh, uh, God, yeah, we did do this. Yeah, we did do this. Uh, Vince McMahon is a very pivotal part of the shows that we're talking about. He's involved in storylines throughout. And, we, and a lot of it is a bit awkward to talk about. So, last week, 
we decided to start calling him Dr. Robotnik. And we thought, why don't every week we name him after another character from TV or film history and just swap him out for it? So we asked you to email classic at cultaholic.com with your suggestions. Mate, we've had hundreds. <laughs> really? <laughs> we have had loads. Okay. And so what I'm going to do, please keep sending them in by all means. We are sorted until probably the end of time. Uh, but I will pick one this week. Uh, today's Vince McMahon replacement in the Cultolic Classic Smackdown review is chosen by Kyle Jackson Robinson from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Milwaukee. And he picks Judge Doom from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh, my God. Good shout. Good shout. Oh, me, me poor throat. <laughs> says, says Matthew after Wembley. <laughs> Your throat was lubricated. It was fine. It was lucid. Got <laughs> Bob slid it down it by the end. Anyway, so Judge Doom, fantastic. Shave and a haircut. Bloody, bloody. Yeah. <laughs> How you doing? Uh, <laughs> I Don't do it. Judge Doom from Who Framed Roger Rabbit scared the shit out of me. Amazing. Up. That, yeah. That's how I got into body horror, I realized. Oh, is it? It wasn't David Cronenberg. It wasn't David Lynch or anything else like that. No, it was me, Roger Rabbit, and just... Oh, God, that... Anyway. Christopher Lloyd putting oh, cartoon God. shoes in dip. Yeah. You know, he said he couldn't kill a tune. <laughs> kill a little oh, shoe. So fucking dark. Yeah. We want to watch it now. Go on. Really do. Yeah, no, so th- this episode of SmackDown is. Nothing compared to that. <laughs> so thank you, Kyle, Jackson, Robinson. Do send more in. Classic at cultaholic.com. We'd love to hear them. Do you want some wrestling news from around the way? Yes, well, I have some lemongrass tri- uh, tea. Is that what you got today? No, I'm just saying I need some after this. Hit <laughs> those high notes. Um, we we send love to Wahoo McDaniel. It's on this day in history that we lose Wahoo. Uh, Pro wrestling's most legendary and most flamboyant star passes away following a stroke on the 18th of April. Uh, American Choctaw Chickasaw, professional American football player and professional wrestler, uh, notable for held, holding the NWA US heavyweight title five times, mm-hmm. a major star in the AWA, the NWA, championship wrestling for Florida, uh, Jim Crockett promotions, he was there as well. Uh, um, famously, uh, Greg Valentine broke his leg and marketed a t-shirt that said, I broke Wahoo's leg. Mint. So, I mean, I mean, I'm not saying that his main role has been having his leg broken, but it's certainly there. Uh, a lot of people compare him throughout the years to Chief J Strongbow because they both play Native American gimmicks. But here's the thing. Wahoo uh, McDaniel was legitimately Native American. That's right. Someone's got confused with my legendary Native Americans. Um, he was Wahoo, but uh, J was Italian, I believe. That's, yeah, Italian-American. Which means that we did get that very weird segment. I'm sure you've watched on... Um, wasn't... Oh, we recapped on Raw. Yeah, on the classic Raw review yeah. a few years ago. And, uh, IRS... Mm-hmm. interrupts Tatanka's ceremony. Tatanka, legit Native American, being given the ceremonial headdress by Chief J, not a real Native American. <laughs> and then Chief J just in the background like Homer going into the hedge. Yeah. Like, <laughs> do with me. I really shouldn't be here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I only know really Wahoo from him being... Uh, Ric Flair beat him for Ric Flair's first title for the US. That's true. I'm like, oh, okay, so... 
So his, 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 his name is synonymous for being beaten by Flair. That means leg broken by Greg Valentine, <laughs> among other things. <laughs> uh, but he lost. He passed away on this day, uh, which I'm surprised that we didn't get a little tribute to him at the start of SmackDown. Maybe it was too late to put it into production because it was on this day that he died. So maybe we'll see something like oh, Raw or SmackDown next yeah. week, maybe. Uh, the brand split is well and truly underway. Uh, even though uh, they work for the same company, the Raw and SmackDown guys won't see each other except for at pay-per-views and on rare occasions. Such as last week when many bumped into each other at the airport in Phoenix. Uh, the Ross report says that they are developing a rivalry between the two shows, comparing TV ratings and attendance at each one. So there's a, this is exactly what they wanted out of the brand split, as well as being able to run multiple events on the same night. They wanted WWE to create essentially its own competition and, and compete within itself. And there will be a bit of Raw and SmackDown tete-a-tete uh, -tete for many years uh, to the point where, it, uh, but then eventually it'll just become like it kind of is now a bit moot because people jump back and forth between the two and there's less emphasis on the, the rivalry between the brands now than there used to be. I think it was slowly killed by meaningless Survivor Series pay-per-views where everybody fights for brand supremacy for something they weren't bothered about fighting for previously. Mm -hmm. So we, we don't really see that. But certainly at this point, there's a nice little bit of uh, a nice rivalry, a bubbling away. Uh, going into Raw this week, the Raw team was winning in the ratings over SmackDown uh, uh, and winning in the attendance figures as well. Raw has been very heavily bolstered with the big stars of now. And that's what you notice when you look at both rosters, is that Raw is very much the heavy hitters of now, and SmackDown is very much... A few of the heavy hitters are now, but mainly the stars of tomorrow coming through. I don't want to say a proto-NXT, because it's not, because they're main roster guys, but it's that kind of idea that SmackDown is being used as a proving ground for, for talent to come through. Uh, one of the standout guys from Monday Night Raw in the past week has been Bradshaw. Yeah. The creative team have firmly got behind John Layfield as a single star to the point where there have been house shows and Raw tapings where it has ended with Austin and Bradshaw having beers over the prone carcasses of the New World Order. They love Bradshaw behind the scenes and he's having a great couple of weeks. Not only is he the centerpiece of, of the, the story with Steve Austin and the NWO mixed into all that goulash, but his stock market book is doing very well. Uh, well, it's his stock market book uh, that he's doing, sorry, with Cody Monk is set to do very well, I should say. It's not out until September 2003, but he has a column in the Dallas... Sorry to interrupt. Was that like a bit of good satire? It's scheduled to do, to do good. Like, because that's how the Wall Street goes. It's all like predictive Wink. stuff. That was very good, Tom. Well, thank you. I'm more... I, sometimes I'm quite funny. <laughs> Uh, so uh, it, the the outlet looks good uh, when Bradshaw rings the bell on the book September 2003. Yeah, 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 yeah. The book is called Have More Money Now, and it will... <laughs> what's, it, what's it about? <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a biography on his time drinking beer with Farouk. About a hungry caterpillar. <laughs> I'd love that. <laughs> then he ate the Nasdaq. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big hole. Then he ate Farouk's career. Uh, it's... It's a it's it's uh, it's out in September. Not only will it very much give him uh, a, a massive chunk of money for selling a book into the finance world, but it will also lead to a massive change in his persona that he will keep for the rest of his career. Yes. More on that in years to come. Yes. Um, we had a, a metal slash Jacks taping in Tucson last weekend. 
I don't remember whether you talked about one of the matches that went down on it because it was it was around the SmackDown taping. It was a match between Lance Storm and Funaki that was oh. won by Funaki. Apparently, that was a balls-up. Storm was supposed to win the match. They were doing a series of near falls. The timekeeper thought that Teddy Long had counted three on Storm when it was only a two. And the music guy, knowing who was winning, then played Storm's music until he was corrected. And Funaki's music played, and they went, oh, Funaki won. That was a balls-up. Ooh, no, I did not get that. That sounds uh, wonderful. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't talk about this last week. So you know that we had that skit featuring Stacey Keebler and Judge Doom in the ring. No, 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 it was Robotnik. Sorry, it was Robotnik oh, last week. Yeah, you get Smackdown Law wrong. <clears throat> Apologies! The thing that we're writing as we're going along. <laughs> Like grommet on the train tracks. Go on. Uh, so Robotnik and Keebler's section in the ring last week where Stacey Keebler dances on Robotnik's table. Um, there were one of the, the, the last woman that we saw, her name was Sue Aitchinson. That was a rib because Stacey Keebler's best friend in real life is called Sue Aitchinson. So that's why she was called that. The woman in question works for Stephanie McMahon and has appeared on TV before. Oh, it's what's her name? The stylist. No. No. Oh, bollocks. Who was it then? This is the woman that played the Duchess of Queensbury. Good God. In the regal angle from last year where he brought out the Duchess of Queensbury. Same woman. This is even sadder, but I, I right. appreciate it as well. The thing is, I'm going, oh, no, no, but I'm into this. It's even sadder to find out that the waiter, <laughs> when Perry Sutton was ordering crayons for him and Terry, the, the, the waiter was Brian Gawut. Oh, nice. The Rock's favourite writer. That's right. Mm. That's right. W-R-I-T-E. <laughs> That's right. Uh, there is a bit of a thin, wafer thin top of the card, regardless. This is always going to be an issue with a brand split, is that uh, there are some shows that are a bit lighter than others. Triple H was pulled from a house show in Cologne, Germany, to work a house show in the States because they needed a baby face draw because Hogan wasn't available. Uh, uh, and this, we'll do a little bit of to it and fro in. From here, Hogan's actually going to end up working more house shows to pick up some of the slack from other main eventers that can't work house shows, mm. i.e. your Kevin Nash's and your Skulls, who you paid a lot of money to bring in. Yep. Um, so we're going to see more of him, which maybe leads to the idea that we might get a title change next week. Yeah, all I'm hearing is fuck <clears throat> Cologne. <laughs> fuck you, Germany. They don't, Triple H can't be arsed, or nor can Hogan. Yeah. Uh, Your new main eventer is Landstorm versus Funaki. <laughs> uh, Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler are going to be calling all uh, multi brand pay per views. That is the yeah. plan for now. And Ross will even call them the correct name sometimes. <laughs> I wouldn't count on that. Uh, there is doesn't seem to be a movement to have the SmackDown crew call the SmackDown matches and just have Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler call everything. Not much faith in the SmackDown team for now. They will turn this into a story oh. in days to come, yeah, yeah. which is which is fine. Uh, so that's pretty much all my news for this week. It's not the busiest of news weeks, but there's enough there to keep us satiated, satisfied until next week. Satiated? Satiated? Is that correct? I don't know. It might be. We might have just made up a word. Hey. Hey. So it's at this point that we throw over smoothly to Matthew Gregory to talk through this week's episode of Magnum. Speaking of words, here's some. <laughs> in a random order. Yeah. So we're in Houston, Texas, the Compact Center. Uh, this is... It's quite a... big considering. Here are the dark matches that we do not see because they're dark. 
Ivory pinned Kim Nielsen with a face buster. No idea who that is. Uh, Jacked the Godfather pinned Val Venus after hitting him with the That's God, a B cane. Uh, Christian pinned. What? Oh, it's Kane. Oh. I realize that. Oh, if you don't know. They pinned him with Kane, who was an object. <laughs> Kane just comes out and goes, Use me as a weapon. <laughs> Did you say Kim Nielsen? Kim with a K N E I L S O N. Christian pinned Funaki with the unprettier. Oh, did he? And then Lance Storm fought Hugh Morris to a double count out. Jesus. Another sort of jacked out is. Maybe they, don't, maybe they don't, don't trust Lance to do a proper finish. <laughs> Look, if you're both outside, you can both lose. <laughs> but this week's SmackDown, three days before Backlash, dun, 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 we get the witty wee witty woo. We're told that the main event is the world champion Triple H and Hulk Hogan taking on Jericho and Kurt Angle. And for a change, SmackDown does not start with Kurt Angle. Yeah, why peak too quickly, yeah? Yeah, it's been a regular occurrence to have Angle out there to, to warm up the crowd at the beginning of the show, but not this time. Aye, a good body warmer. <laughs> it's Billy and Chuck and Rico, who was wearing a suit made of Undertaker's trousers, <laughs> teaming up with Big Bear <laughs> Albert. I like the idea of him putting on Undertaker's trousers yeah. and then being right up to his eyeballs beforehand and going, oh, I can cut some holes in this. One round like that. <laughs> uh, Big Bear Albert <laughs> is wearing no trousers or shirt or gear. It's doing him no favors aesthetically. Taz says, I don't know what's going on in the massive head of Albert. So he's good at emphasizing the positives. It is an interesting look for a guy. I mean... It's a very traditional wrestling look of just black tights and a very hairy barrel chest. Yeah. It's a look. It is a look. A look away. Is it a... Hey! And they're taking on the team of Rikishi, Maven, and Al Snow. I've cynically put here, who says SmackDown has no undercard? <laughs> Silly Billy's, it's right here. It's the SmackDown undercard. Aww. Nice basic action from some nice basic wrestlers. Maven looks efficient, and Albert is able to land a delayed butterfly suplex on Al. Nice. Billy takes the Rikishi cell from Rikishi. What? No, that's just wrong, I've typed here. <laughs> Rikishi gets a hot tag and sets up the ass on Rico and Billy, but Albert bicycle kicks Rikishi. Damn, crowd were very hot for that one. Then it all breaks down and Rikishi takes the Rikishi cell. Ah, God is in his heaven. Everything is all right with the world. <laughs> Al lands a snowplow. Rico gets taken out. And then Maven lands a crossbody for the pin on Chuck. Really well-received opener with the crowd hot and thankfully SmackDown has kept the hot series of moves ending sequence. They've kept that in the divorce. What do you think here, Tom? <laughs> I enjoyed this opener. It was it felt fresh because we're so used to having long promo at the start. That was that's a Jesus. big math math that's a hell of a nose blow you just did. Scared <laughs> the hell out of us. <laughs> In case the mics didn't pick that up, a train just went barreling past here. Which is impressive considering the train tracks are quite far away. Yeah. I think something's happened. Yeah, I was going to say, that sounds like, you don't usually hear that, unless, you know. Unless that train, that train fan on, on that train spotter from TikTok is, is on a roof somewhere going, blow your horn for me. Ha-ha! I love him. He's great. Is that the boomer version of, blow your whistle, bitch? <laughs> blow your horn, train. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, pre, the, 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 the proto-A train, I thought, looked good oh. here. Oh! Come on! I'm fucking got this. 
fucking brilliant, mate. Uh, he's, I, pointing, he's pointing out the field. It's good. <laughs> it's Tom. Uh, it is in the parking lot. Rikishi, Maven, Al were great here. Billy and Chuck and Albert bounced around nicely here. Nice setup for the for the pay-per-view. Alan Maven challenging Billy and Chuck for the tag team titles. Lord knows we need some tag teams. There's one of them. I was going to say, the tag champs defend against the only other tag team. Mm-hmm. Scotty too hot. He conspicuous by his absence here. I feel like he's out for a bit with an injury. Yeah, he's been banging it, banging it, banging it. <laughs> yeah, that'll, that'll cause an injury for sure. <laughs> Backstage. Stacey Keebler sticks her ass out while knocking on Hogan's door. That's no, you've made it sound like it was deliberate. That's, that's, she that's, dropped her pen and then went, I better bend down and pick it up. And just so happened to, to have her ass in front of the door as Hogan opens it. I, I don't know why my head did this, man. Oh, no, here we go. Why? What if? Tom grabbed my arm. What so if as, the door, as the door opened, Hogan had also dropped a pen on his side, so he was also <laughs> bent down with his ass out, and they just join asses? So the ass to ass, like Requiem for a Dream. <laughs> what was with Hogan's reaction to oh, seeing Stacey's ass? Like, he looks and he goes, Ouch! <laughs> Yeah. Why did it hurt? Because she doesn't look enough like his daughter. So. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, no. Linda. No. So Stacey's feminine charms do not work on Macho Hogan. <laughs> anyway, she tells him to follow her to Judge Doom's office. No, correction. She says, you need to come to Vince's office. And Hogan goes, okay. I'll follow you. And then Stacy walks off and you just see Hogan staring straight at her ass. The dirty old fecker. <laughs> like, not even pretending. Just staring straight at her ass. Disgusting. It's relevant later because later on, Stacy will be disguised as a soldier. And <laughs> Hogan will be like, brother, which one's the real soldier? If you stare at their asses, ooh, it's that one. <laughs> it's... So it's a long game then. Yeah, it's a long game. As, as The Rock always says, you know, yes, long game. Yes, in Judge game. Doom's office, surrounded by armed guards who are wearing masks. <laughs> and one has a lovely... Save on money, because there's just one going round in a circle. One has a lovely bottom. One has a lovely bottom. <laughs> who, why are you laughing? This is serious. <laughs> if Hogan hadn't done that, he wouldn't know which one's the guard. <laughs> I can get out of this, brother. I'm I know that ass when I see sender. it. It's surprisingly big, brother. Billy Kidman, the Cruiserweight <sighs> Champion, is watching Raw on his little TV, which features Sean Stasiak, who yes! I do not recall. Yes! Who looks eerily like Gary Glitter. It's horrible, isn't it? This... If he did roids instead of kids, that's what he'd look like. Fucking hell. This is Planet Stasiak. How do you not remember Planet Stasiak? How do I not remember fucking Sean Stasiak? Lo- <laughs> fucking loved Planet <laughs> Stasiak. That's a fair point, well made. I fucking love Planet yeah. Stasiak, though. I remember the bit Stupid as fuck. I don't remember the raw period. <laughs> I used to, in my younger days, in my younger days, uh, I joined uh, a wrestling role-play group, and I, and I was Sean Stasiak as Planet Stasiak. Role-play Sean Stasiak? Fuck yeah. What year was this? 2002. It's because of this. Cygwood's PJ Tour. Yeah. 18 years old. Not a lot going on in the uh, in the woman department uh, or the looks department there. As you can see, I blossomed. Uh, but in my in, in my in my dirty moth stage, 
yes, I was. <laughs> I really liked it. I don't know what it was. Stop judging me with them eyes. I liked it. I know everyone's got their boy stable, but I think the only person I've ever heard of is Sean Stasiak is in my boy stable. Not for the stuff where he filmed people on the slide, but just the planet Stasiak stuff, yeah. which was just stupid. And it's one of those gimmicks that they give someone and they go, right, you're going to do this. Why? Oh, we don't know yet. We'll figure it out as we go. Yeah. <laughs> and they never do. R.I.P. Stasiak. We have loved smartphones. <laughs> R.I.P. I want to run to you. Uh, Billy Kidman says... This is the stupidest thing he's ever seen. And, oh boy, it's a SmackDown debut with the brands taking shots at one another. Hurricane swoops in the shot to talk to Citizen Kidman. He's upset because even though he's the champion, no one even cares about him. Helms tells, Helms tells Kidman, there we go, to say how great Houston is. The crowd cheers. Here in Texas, the crowd cheers. With his tag partner, the Hurricane, no cheers. <laughs> Kidman's going to do something to Tashiri tonight to make people talk about him. Hurricane is sure about that. As sure as he is that the Astros are going to win the World Series. Crowd cheers. Helms flies away. What a great little segment this was. I loved it. I lo it was the fact that Billy Kidman was going, what a stupid gimmick. And then Hurricane flies in. Yes. Oh, no. What are you talking about? It's a great gimmick. Do you know what I noticed as well? He's still got the WCW Cruiserweight title. Yeah. And I'm sure the WCW logo is still on it. I didn't check to see if the logo was there, but... It looks like it... Or, or if it is, if it's not, then like the faint outline of where it was... Oh, he has to hold it with on there. there the entire time. Just <laughs> so he can't really see. awkward. He's walking down the ring like this. Like, what's he doing? So he can't see it. He's playing his imaginary fiddle. <laughs> but no, I love the little segment to get both guys over. And it is a good point, actually. He's like, like Kidman's like, I'm the champ, but no one cares. It's like, well, yeah. Now you've had a wash. <laughs> And you no longer wear your wife beater and you cut off jeans. Who cares about you? No one's bothered, mate. That was all we liked about you. Yeah. And you've got a camcorder. Yeah. Oh, no, that's not good. <laughs> Look, leave stage Jack alone, all right? <laughs> the following is not a great segment. Hogan heads to Judge Doom's office while Stacy puts Hogan over. Wow, he looks great, says Stacy, about the air-fried cupboard <laughs> that is Hogan. air-fried cupboard! It's true. He looks horrible. He looks fucking awful. God and bless Stacey, Stacey Keebler. God, you know, what a good actress. God bless her. That's what I want to shoot married to George Clooney. Yeah. <laughs> you were great as Batman. Yeah. <laughs> Judge Doom puts over Hogan. And now he hasn't felt this way since Hogan first won the title in 84. <laughs> what you gonna do, Hogan? When reality wins wild, are <laughs> you? Oh, Christ. <laughs> You can just do the Christopher Lloyd version if uh, you want. They said you couldn't kill an air fry cupboard, but I found a way, Hogan. <laughs> not the dip, brother. Not the dip. Uh, then we immediately see what reality looks like as it runs you over because it's Greyhound buses driven by actual Greyhounds. <laughs> I wish it was. It's Stacy's meme from last week. She's got it going on. And it's all that I want. I've been waiting so long. Woof, woof, move, move with greyhounds. Because if you think us replacing Vince or Judge Doom was bad, you should see these adverts. <laughs> the greyhounds not only drive the buses, but they fix them as well. The little greyhound garages. I love them. They're cute. Any thoughts on Judge Doom and Hogan? Uh, I just it was it was a very insular segment with like it was like I don't get what Vince was saying. Am I, I don't am like I you, wrong? Hogan, and I'm a bad man. 
Yeah, like Vince, hey, it's all going well for you. Hey, you're doing great. Look at this. You're back. People love you. What are you going to do when they don't? I, I, and Hogan, Hogan, I didn't quite get it. You should reply with, you put me in the match. Yeah, you booked the match, dickhead. <laughs> I don't know why Judge Doom is, in, is putting himself yeah. in the middle of all this when he doesn't need to. Yeah, Judge Doom's like, I don't like this Subway sandwich, Hogan. Hogan's like, my brother in Christ, you ordered it. <laughs> Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems, too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and, of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Billy Gibbons! <laughs> Billy, is that right? Billy Gibbons? Billy Gibbons! Is that, that doesn't look right. Is he actually Gibbon? Like a monkey? That's what I've typed. Oh, as in, as in from ZZ Top? Yes. Oh, yeah, he's Gibbon. Billy Gibbons. The I'll monkey from check. ZZ Top is here. Because Kid Rock covered his song horribly. I, I thought that was a bit of a slap in the face. <laughs> Billy, Gib- I think Billy Gibbons. Billy Gibbons. No, it is Billy Gibbons. It is it's Billy Gibbons. Gibbons? That doesn't look right. No, it is, it is definitely Billy Gibbons. You change his name to something non-monkeyish. Yes, there he is, Billy Gibbons. Billy Gibbons. But I, I, what a slap in the face. You don't slap a monkey. <laughs> this isn't Dragon Gate. Sorry. <laughs> Tori Wilson from Japan is in a geisha outfit to help Dajiri walk to the ring. From Japan. Taz wonders how Tori can cook sushi in that outfit. Cole points out sushi is raw. Taz says, yeah, until you cook it. I mean, he's not... People were doubting this team. He's not wrong. <laughs> oh, he is. <laughs> sushi is raw until you cook it, and then it's cooked. And then it's not sushi anymore, it's raw. It's just then fish, isn't it? That's are you, you alright? I don't know, I think I've had a stroke. No. <laughs> sushi is raw fish. Oh, I know that. I've eaten enough of it. <laughs> Taz, you get half a point from me. <laughs> we'll but, I, but I digress. <laughs> Just, oh, just think, right? If he'd said that in 2024, <laughs> it would have then been a 10-minute rant about the sushi that he's eaten around, yeah. around the city that day. Yeah. And then going, but I digress. I'm a big fan of Italian food. You know, sushi. 
Oh, it's Jarvo Jr. wearing a Tough Enough 2 shirt. God. Even on TV shows, he's inferior to the original. Oh! I really one. Conan has rock on his show tomorrow. The Scorpion something or other. I don't know who's ever heard of it. <laughs> anyway, Hurricane and Kid Man, because they're both superheroes, are teaming up tonight. Taz says, if you look closer, Cole, you can see the bit of brown on Kidman's nose. <laughs> Cole agrees that, yes, not many people know who uh, Kidman is, but he will show everybody at Backlash. It's an interesting way of presenting him. I mean, they are right, but still. Uh, Hurricane poses too long, so Tajiri slaps him. Helms is able to take out Chavo easily enough, but Tajiri distracts Kidman, allowing Chavo to lock in a gory special. Then Helms gets a crossbody, shades of the late great Maven, the two, <laughs> And Tajiri kicks Helms' head off with a kick to warm him up for the backlash match. Oh, then Kidman checks on Helms, so Tajiri JFKs him with a kick to the back of the head. Decent tag match that the crowd was popping for that was given plenty of time. Hey, we said that about the first match too. Uh, Tajiri yells at Tori some more, and Taz translates from Japanese to English to saying, he told her to hit the bricks. (laughs) (laughs) What are your thoughts here, Tom? So the 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 rhetoric around Kidman. Quick, quicker! There's a there's a train coming. <laughs> the rhetoric around Kidman is interesting, right? Because he they're presenting him as like, well, well hey, he's got to prove himself. Like no one knows who he is. Like he was a because it, because he's a WCW guy. Therefore, it's like no one's ever heard of him. Like WWF, you won. Fine. Like, let's maybe, and I, and I know I'm speaking to the past, and we know that will never change. Maybe just accept that he was a big deal in WCW and let him f- let first focus on that. Let's tell that story rather than going, no one's heard of him. It's, it's a shitty rhetoric that WWF has about anybody that comes in that isn't from their system. They go, who's this clown? Okada what? Oh, Carter, what's he ever done? More like mid-Carter. Me, yeah, more like mid-Carter, Your Honor. Uh, I enjoyed the match. I like that Kidman and Hurricane, Kidman and Tajiri are having themselves a, a fight at, uh, at, the, at the pay-per-view. Give them some pay-per-view time. Uh, Tajiri is a heel. I preferred him as a fun-loving babyface. I, I know this feels... This, to me, feels like uh, a Judge Doom backstage thing going, I want Tajiri to be a heel. Who's that you're doing an impression of? I want Tajiri to be a heel! And he says heel. You killed him, Eddie! You know what? You know what else has heels? Little shoes. (laughs) (laughs) He did so many scenes in that film to Judge Doom. We're just going to keep quoting the one where he dunks the Mm. shoes in the dip. Yeah. (laughs) It gets traumatic as a kid. It's like, oh, you you killed the tune. It was traumatic. Oh. Last week, Mark Henry stopped a car from moving. Big deal. Red lights do that every day. <laughs> but Mark Henry is here. <laughs> Judge Dooney's resents every week. But Henry is here. And it is introduced by some guy. It's Mark Lloyd. Why does everyone pretend they've never heard of him? Some guy. It's Mark Lloyd. Judge Doom's cousin. Put some respect on his name. By some Lloyd as the world's strongest man, which he has the belt to prove. We're in Texas, so there's a giant edited pop for him. Henry says, yeah, he's going to pick up a car tonight. 
Yeah, that's what this should be about. <laughs> Test is here to naysay everything and see that there's no engine in the front. Because uh, obviously he's like, oh, it's one of these hollowed out cars you read about. And Farouk says, what, you think this is made by Mattel? <laughs> <He's>... <laughs> that's a good line by Farouk. That's good, isn't it? Uh, it's one of these hollowed out cars that you can buy sometimes. I say, what do you mean? No one ever buys a hollowed out car. And Tess remembers that day on the forecourt where he bought, he bought a hollowed out car and tries to drive it yeah. off. And it's got no engine. He has to Flintstones like, it back home. He realises he shouldn't bring this up. He's like, yeah, you're right. Who would do that? <laughs> yeah, which stupid idiot would do that? Who would be dumb enough not to check underneath the hood before they pay you in full because it was cheaper than paying in instalments? I love you. Uh, Tess tries to do it himself because he says, ah, that's on your car. But he can't do it because he's already benched three times already today. <laughs> so instead he takes money from people like last week, you know, aka the mid-car that aren't good enough for TV. Uh, so Mark Henry... Does the light, what have I written there? Does the light and salty test? He does the, I have no idea what I've typed He does it. the light and salty test. Yeah, and test slams Farouk on the car afterwards. Oh, he does the lift. I've typed it light. He does the Oh, man, I'm sorry. I, wow. <laughs> Big light. Macho Matthews mm, said it was only a light Light and salty test. It was one of those small cars you read about. Now there's some do it with a family vehicle. <laughs> Sorry about that. That was rubbish. Um, yeah, Henry right. actually does it. And crowd like, yeah, he picked up a car. That's visually exciting. Mm -hmm. And then Salty Tess slams Farouk on the car afterwards. <laughs> what a dick. <laughs> what an odd feud. It's working it's odd, for me, Because last week I said, okay, now Mark Henry will stop a car from moving. You're like, oh boy, you know what? You know what's really good to look on TV, Tom? Inertia. <laughs> So now instead we've got him actually picking up a car. That which looks, looks far cool. more impressive, doesn't and it? And again, here in Texas with a big old belt and people are like, well, if you say the strongest man, do something cool, pick up a car. <laughs> he did it. wonder how long it is till we get that cool Mark Henry theme music from 2002. It wasn't it's here. It's not for a while, no. The beat kicks, the nuts start rocking. Oh, that one you That mean? one. Oh, um... I thought we had it round about now. Ba-dum, ba-dum, boom. The beat kicks, the nuts start rocking. I honestly don't remember that one. I can't wait to hear it, unless it's recorded by a proper artist, in which case we won't hear it on the next Well, that was, that's my fear, because I, I thought we were going to get it this week, and then I heard something that sounded very generic, um, and then it, I was like, oh, maybe, maybe it was not an official song. I'm going to find it on here and see whether it, it awakens any memories for you. There it is. I was worried. Hang on. Don't worry, yeah. Okay. Help you, too, by answering now, a question. Do, do, do. Mark Henry's here. Here he is. Mark Henry. Mark Henry. And he's got ice cream. <laughs> This sounds like something from Sonic CD, does it, it not? It does, yeah, with the samples. I feel like I've just got the bad ending of Metallic Madness. <laughs> Some of those samples, SNK... Is literally, the, I'm going to be really, really nerdy now. I know, and it's amazing for this podcast. But yeah, some of those... Some of those samples have been used in other songs, including King of Fighters, so... Ah! The big kicks that I start rocking! Really digressing there. Hulk Hogan is here with his horrible overdubbed WrestleMania XIX core theme. Oh, right, the GameCube game, yeah. Oh, it's, it's, a, it's a horrible song to overdub Voodoo Child with. Yeah. But what's funny is, Hogan loved having Voodoo Child as a theme. I think it cost 150 grand back in the day in WCW, which is a couple of developmental wrestlers. Uh, mm. And you can see him miming to it as he's walking to the ring. 
but doesn't match the music that we're listening to. Yeah. It just looks like he's having a little episode. Oh, because it's Judge Doom. Instead, Hogan is overdubbed with smile, darn you, smile. <laughs> smile, darn Hi, Eddie. Smile. Hi, Eddie. Hi, Eddie. Hi, Eddie. Hello, brother. <laughs> Hello, Eddie. Hey, Eddie, brother. <laughs> I love that scene where Bugs Bunny, Mickey Mouse, and Hulk Hogan are hanging off the building. Yeah. <laughs> Hogan says Hulkamania is still running wild. And he is right. The crowd is hot. Now we can hear him. Now that bloody Fucking into it, Hogan, aren't they? No wonder Hogan looks air fried. <laughs> it's these damn crowds. <laughs> Hogan says he took the WF title for granted because he thought he'd never lose it. Now he realizes how precious it is. Hogan treats this like his potential last shot winning it. So he's going to run wild on, oh, there's Jericho to interrupt, uh, to say Hogan is a farce. And his relevance ended with the Rubik's Cube and where's the beef? Oof. Jericho's pissed. He doesn't even have a match at Backlash. <laughs> but lol, is that true? That is so true. Oh, God. Hogan hasn't accomplished much in WWF. Some shirts were sold. He had a cartoon. Big freaking deal. <laughs> Jericho was the first undisputed champion ever until Triple H. And how does Hogan get a title shot when he lost at WrestleMania? I thought, hey, that's a good point. He had one match. He's had one singles match as he's come back, and he lost it. Yeah. And he's the number one contender. Hey. Yeah. Jericho gets in the ring with his god-awful chessboard trousers, and Hogan punches him before he can say out. <laughs> good lad. Angle heads out to double-team Hogan, but Edge runs out to even the odds because they're best buds now. Hell yeah. Jericho sucks, which only makes the others look good by comparison, mm -hmm. I guess. Uh, but again, crowd just want to cheer for Hogan. They got it. And that's all I have to say. Yeah, I thought they were massively into Hogan here. Like, ridiculously so. Uh, I, like, I like deluded Jericho going, what have you ever done <laughs> to Hulk Hogan? Uh, I think that's really cool. And I like the bit where Hogan got in the where Jericho got in the ring and he went, I've waited my whole life. And then Hogan just, oh, that's bang. <laughs> just, just, just lamps him. Do you think whether Hogan and Jericho ever interacted in dub C dub? We're up to November nineteen ninety six. I doubt it. No, because because like we're at November ninety six on the Cold Hearted Classic Nitro review, and Jericho's kind of in the mix and he's called out the NWO and said, like, oh WCW are gonna get you. I think he's even mentioned Hogan by name, but they haven't interacted. Yeah, Horace. <laughs> I don't think they ever sadly interact until this point. Yeah. Oh well. Oh well. Would, I imagine it would have gone exactly like the last segment mm. if that had happened. I All right, NWO, I'll come. Enjoyed Edge coming out to make the save because uh, obviously it's Edge uh, helping. You know, because Hogan helped him last week. It's repaying the favor. And in my head, I thought, why isn't Triple H out there helping him? And mm -hmm. I thought, well, no, because Triple H has made it clear. Like, I look, don't help me. I'm not going to help you. So that's in keeping with Triple H's mantra. Uh, and Edge coming out there makes it, like, raises Edge's stock. He's out there with Angle and Jericho yep. and Hogan, and he's uh, he's on the level with them. I think that's great. It leads to a section with Doctor Doom, with Judge Doom next. Yes. Not Doctor Doom. Doctor Doom. Oh, that's that's a, next week, I imagine. That's another one. Yeah, next, yeah. That's probably next week's. Anyway, up next, 7-Eleven and their giant cups present <laughs> Bruising Berry. <laughs> <laughs> I put, yeah, okay, it's the new flavor. Oh, I thought new it was... flavors. There's a bunch of them. Apparently, I was only reading the bruising berry because Maven the past two weeks has been drinking from these massive American cups. I'm sorry, Americans, if you go, that's not the big gulp, that's the medium sized gulp. <laughs> to us, those things you could live in. <laughs> they're they're the massive. size of a Belfast flat at the minute, mate. <laughs> they are ridiculously big. Yeah, but they've got this little corporation going, mm. which, uh, which is very nice for WE, bloody hell. But Bruising berries, one of the flavors. 
Uh, Rob Van Dam is in the advert for it because the, 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 you have this commercial yeah. for it where the guy, I think, is using one of the Rock's cups. It's the only time we see the Rock on SmackDown this week. Uh-huh. Uh, he's pouring the drink in and then Rob Van Dam comes in and goes, hey, swats it out of your hand. Don't have that. You want one of these instead and hands him a Rob Van Dam cup. And it's only when Rob Van Dam hands him the cup does the guy go, hey, you're Rob Van Dam. <laughs> So this guy has willingly accepted this bloke in a leotard has just twatted his drink out of his hand and has given him a new one. Only then does the penny drop. Oh, you're Rob Van Damme. <laughs> oh, what are the odds? Gosh darn it. There's also a Matt Hardy one, which I assume was a Hardy Boys one, but we could only see Matt on it. I doubt that sold as well as the Rob Van Damme or the Rock one. I am sorry, Matthew. You're, you're right. Not you. <laughs> no, the, the other. The, nah, yeah, that's that, Matthew. Matthew, I got your sexiest Hardy Boys cup. Oh, but oh, it's Matt. <laughs> yeah, cheers. <laughs> I'm going to use this to store pennies. <laughs> use it to store battery acid. Right. Uh, Vince is pissed at Edge for help. So, uh, Who's uh, whoa, 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 whoa. Matthew, Matthew. Judge Doom is pissed at Edge for helping Hogan. Uh, I just. Uh, yeah, uh, Judge Doom quickly points out, uh, Eddie, aren't you supposed to be dead at that angle slam last week? Why, why are you helping cartoon characters get away? <laughs> you know what? Screw your explanation, says Judge Doom. Get out! Edge is like, you scared, Judge Doom? Because I'm coming for your lapdog, a backlash. You should be. Uh, Judge Doom gulps and adjusts his jacket. Because he's like, my goons, my lapdogs, you mean those weasels with the best like gangsters? <laughs> We're going to hang you out to dry. <laughs> Stop laughing! <laughs> that was pretty good, though. Stop laughing! <laughs> you know what happens when we laugh? <laughs> uh, Stacy shows up to help out Judge Doom, because Judge Doom is feeling aggressive. <laughs> I feel like killing a whole boatload of shoes. <laughs> it's just we keep going back to the shoe bit. Uh, this week, you've got to have watched SmackDown from uh, from this date in April, and also Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh God, if you have, oh yeah, why haven't you seen that? Yeah, we'll why, help why you. haven't you seen it? Come yeah, on. Uh, Judge Doom wants Triple H brought to his office, and I've. Disturbingly put. No, father-in-law, don't. I'm stuck in a washing machine. (laughs) Fucking hell. Let's move on from that. Farouk is here to get his car-based revenge on Teflon Test. They have an all right match. Then Farouk uses a dirt pin. Dirt pin? (laughs) Dirty pin, Matthew. To pin Test. Yeah. And the crowd cheers. Farouk cheats to beat Test. Yeah, because Teflon. He needs all the help he can get. Baby face. Farouk gets big booted afterwards because Test is still Teflon. Not much here, but at least it's going someplace, which I'll always give it time for. Which I'll always give time for. Wow, Matthew, why don't you stop? Don't write full sentences or anything else <laughs> like that. Just do the key bits and then just guess. Are we building to Mark Henry versus Test? Is that would this, make this, sense, is, is right. This, this, is he going to beat all the people that are putting bets on first? But he can't do that because then he can't bet on. That's he can't, true. He won't have any ways to make money. No, wait, he's lost money every time, hasn't he? Because he's better against him. (laughs) He's skinned for Yeah, no, gambling's bad. (laughs) Tess is livid. He can't buy any new Xbox games for a month now. (laughs) So look at the pre-owned section. It's just like, oh, (laughs) not Bass Hunter fishing again. (laughs) He's bought Bass Hunter 91. 
I got 100% on Deer Hunter. And people looking and going, you bought Deer Hunter? That's where I'd left. <laughs> Triple H is reading WF Magazine with a smile on his face. <laughs> no one reads WF Magazine yeah. with a smile on their yeah, face. Yeah, come on, man. Until Stacy shows up and she melts at the sight of Triple H's HGH titties and swollen skull. Wow, can you believe Triple H has some help with writing the shows nowadays? Anyway, he says, come. <laughs> no, okay, so I'll just to, just to give a bit more... I had no more, time for this. Just to give a bit more context, Stacey Keebler says, you have to come to Vince McMahon's office right now. And Triple H goes, hey, I'm not going to come because you told me to, meaning sex. And Stacey's like, well, I'll go fine, bye. And Triple H says, I'll be there, I'll be along in a bit. And Stacey huffs out of the room after ogling Triple H. She's like, so So is this maybe to go, well, we can perv on Stacey because she pervs on everyone else. So it's equal opportunity perving. Yeah, but a taste in men is Vince, Triple H and Hogan. Fucking horrible, isn't it? What a terrible selection. She's got a worse taste in men than fucking sorry a night. <laughs> and bear in mind in WCW she also went out with David Flair oh my god and Sean Stasiak oh no she did <laughs> <laughs> oh god. god we all had a chance to date Stacey Keebler if that is the bar yeah could have been any of us yeah could have been she, any of us I don't know if she's hot because she's presented as, as attainable but sometimes that's the, the game in it if Sean Stasiak can, you can Sean too. Sean Stasiak and David Flagg and ever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, Sean up next. Sean the star Stasiak. To change gears, Harker Holly is about to take on DDP. I thought, oh, it's this match. Holly is pissed at Booker's wife for even asking him anything because she's interviewing him. Uh, he's Holly and he's pissed. How do you like me now? <laughs> good. So again, again, now that it's the brand split, people like Holly can get a, like, a good 30 seconds to be a prick. Yeah, yeah, as opposed to before it was 10. Yeah. Uh, before that, though, Triple H says hi to Judge Doom. Judge Doom wants to know if Triple H is strong enough to plunge a spear into Hogan or perhaps, you know, one of those big cranes that have got a dip spraying machine at the end of the film. <laughs> I'm just trying to remember scenes from Roger Rabbit involved Judge Doom, man. Because uh, if he doesn't, he's all Judge Dooms. No title, just SmackDown. Oh, good point. I hadn't thought about that. If if Triple H doesn't have a title, then he has uh, Judge Doom has no power over him. Yeah, that has power. Yeah. No, it's so as it stands. Badly, didn't <clears throat> as it stands, as undisputed champion, uh, Triple H is somewhat autonomous yes. in the sense that he can go between Raw and SmackDown, and yeah. Flair and Vince govern him. However, when he if and when he loses the title, Vince has complete control over there his, you go. his career. So there is an extra element of jeopardy for Triple H in the sense that if he loses the title, then his ex father in law has complete control over his career. There you go. And then we get DDP versus Hardcore Holly in DDP's last match for WWF. Oh, man. Um, Holly. Oh, Hollywood fights. Clearasil and Taco Bell present this fight. <laughs> we already talked about Hollywood fights last week. Don't need to talk about it again. Um, DDP lands this winning clothesline, as Holly probably thinks he's above a guy like DDP, the former WWE World Heavyweight Champion. <laughs> they go to the top for a superplex, but DDP giving the move overextends and lands on his head and neck. Looked like he flipped and killed him. Yeah, Taz points out he looks really hurt. DDP lands some more clotheslines and runs right into a drop kick for the finish. Holly won with a drop kick. Did I not say this last week? 
How far? Well and, done, and, me. And, and that's without me watching this episode to call it. Honestly, I was like, why not just make the dropkick Holly's finisher? Mm. And they did this week. Yeah. Great. I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad about it. Yeah. Me neither. I'm not mad um, about it. I got Holly mouths off. So DDP gives him a very edited diamond cutter, probably because he's trying to remember where he parked his car at this point, <laughs> and says goodbye as he's still in visible pain. He leaves with the crowd, but then we cut. And that anticlimactically is his last match. We'll probably get some more details next week, but DDP would not wrestle again in two th- until 2004 uh, because of the extent of this injury. So this was an injury that he suffered in this match? Yeah, from that brutal superplex. That superplex, it looked horrible. And gutted, gutted that we lose DDP. Admittedly, the fact that he just lost clean to Bob Ollie suggested that WWE didn't have any grand designs on him. It's that thing, same with Kim, when they go, who are you? What have you ever done? Like, former world champion, you could have put him in the top. You know, you say that you're short of people at the top of the tier to the point you've got to fly Triple H from bloody Germany to, to, to buttfuck America in order to cover for a house show. If you build, here's an idea, baby, build some of these fuckers. Mm. Well, that's what they are doing, but they're building Hardcore Holly. They're building Hardcore Holly. He's had two promo segments last two weeks. Edge, fine. Holly, A, DDP, former world champ. Come on. Yeah. Silly beans. So, yeah, I was, I'll be with you. Like, well, the brand split will certainly help DDP. Mm. No, that's not the plan, is it? So it's like, oh, okay. So obviously it's horrible that it happened, but at the same time, yeah. It's not as if it's like, oh, no, that great push he was about to get. No. No. It, yeah, I mean, that's it. Had he not been injured, he was still seemingly on a hide into nothing in WWE. Yeah, which so. ends a mostly rubbish run, it's got to be said, for DDP. The smiling stuff that I hated as a kid, as we talk about over the weeks, um, it has grown on me. Part of just like how daft it is and how silly. And it's like, oh, okay, yeah, I like it. And he's playing to his strengths. His giant white teeth. Mm-hmm. Turkey teeth, they call that nowadays. Mm-hmm. But... Nah, I can't get over the fact that they brought in the People's Champ DDP to be a stalking, creeping loser. And who got battered by The Undertaker and The Undertaker's wife. Yeah. And was initially in the main event of uh, Invasion, if yep. memory serves. And by the time the, the Invasion storyline came to an end, like he was so far down the fucking tree. He wasn't, you know, he was, he'd been knocked seven shades of shit out of mentally and physically yep. and and then so and then, and then it looked as if WWE were getting behind him they give him a run with the European title and a very low card feud with Christian and then they just went nah I just it's a lot of it must come down to this ageism thing that Judge Doom had with wrestlers it's a weird like it's a, it's something that has been very much part of his mantra forever in the sense that no matter how physically good you look and how physically well you compete if you're over 40 you're dead you know rico is a is a is one that we're seeing now rico is essentially what la knight was going to be in 20 years time in the sense that he's a guy in his 40s who was an excellent wrestler absolutely considered one of the top stars in ovw yet when they bring him in they go nah he's too old he's a manager same thing happened with la knight Numerous other wrestlers have gone the same way, and I could imagine that Paige would have probably had a similar fate uh, upon him, either to be moved to a commentary position, which wouldn't have been terrible, or a managerial position. Yeah. If he'd stayed and not got injured. Yeah. And it's also, I think, of it as, ah, no one knows WCW, and you're like, ah. They do, though. Well, why have you bought it? Yeah, if if it means nothing, why buy it? Yeah. But thank you for the yoga. Yes, thank you for the yoga. 
the songs I'm singing. Jericho talks to Angle backstage, but he gets mad when Jericho says, you suck, not referring to him. Kurt yells, he's a hero, damn it. And the crowd can still be heard yelling, you suck at him after everything he says. Because Jericho says you're going you're gonna to put the ankle lock on and suck the life out of Edge. No, no, don't say suck. Don't say suck. I don't suck. What? So Angle's had like uh, a bit of an issue with the word suck, regardless of however it's used. Yeah, Kurt is putting over the crowd big time here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Reverend Devon shows up, Vince's personal advisor. And he does a lovely God promo with lots of what's. Because Texans know loud preachers are evil people. <laughs> <laughs> they boo him before he says good things about Vince. Uh, Doom. <laughs> Devon calls the crowd wolves. I think you're supposed to call them sheep, but they left it in. Uh, <laughs> I did wonder that. Yeah. You're all wolves and we are the sheep. You're like, no, that's, is it not? Whatever. But apart from that, he does sound very convincing. It's a shame he doesn't have much more to talk about, to be honest with you. He asks for donations from people afterwards with a giant bag. And uh, some people put some stuff in. It's not a bag. It's like a wicker... I know, bags cook, right? Plate, isn't it? It's like a wicker Sorry, bowl. Sorry, it's a Tesco shopping bag. <laughs> walking around the fucking Tesco bag. Mm. Put a fiver in there, mate. At the beginning of the Reverend Devon character. Yeah. Don't hate it. He, again, he sounds really good. He's mm. put himself over, but it's just like, I wish he had more stuff to do with it. Like, But we'll see it as we get along. He gets better music soon as well. Yes. So much better music. Yes. And an extra person. Yep. Oh, I think we meet. And the, on the next episode. That's right. Well, we don't want to give it away, but it is Alter Boy Luke. Oh, one well, can dream. One can dream. I'm pretty sure I've interviewed Alter Boy Luke. Yeah, of course I have. Yes. Yeah, interviewed Alter Boy Luke. And he was just like, and I was like, go oh, Alter Boy Luke for XPW. And I think he's like, yeah. <laughs> like 20 years ago. <laughs> that was a long time ago, kid. Yeah. Then, Tabaki is Wacky presents Hogan hitting Jericho. <laughs> if they really want these adverts to work, they should tell kids that Hogan's in his 30s. <laughs> <laughs> Look what I did to my skin, brother. <laughs> Main event time Kurt with deafening you suck chance teams up with crap Jericho oh. versus sexed up till H Hollywood Hulk Hogan and Triple H <laughs> match starts off with you guessed it Triple H slamming Kurt and then Triple H panting Kurt again so Kurt pulls it up and pushes Hogan because he was laughing on the apron <laughs> Hogan and Triple H take turns beating up Jericho before Angle gets these triple Germans, so Jericho gets like a minute of offense. <laughs> he must have like an egg timer here because he makes his own save to tag in Hogan, who double knockers and clotheslines Jericho, who responds by throwing the referee out. And it is Tim White, who Jericho would later retire. Aww. How about that? But even with chairs, they, the team of Angle and Jericho can't stop Triple H. Hogan grabs one and kind of hits Triple H. Oh, bless. Hogan still sucks at chair shots, but what we know about CTE, you know what? That's all right. Yeah, it's a relief, if anything. And it was accidental. So Edge runs out to save his new bestie and brawls with Kurt outside. So Hogan makes his own comeback, complete with you and finger point on Jericho. Leg drop ends a moral victory. However, Triple H blasts Triple H with an unambiguous chair shot to end the show and set up Backlash main event quite nicely. And I'm putting big capital letters at the bottom. This show was great. What do you think about the main Triple event? H blasts Triple H. Yeah. He hits himself with a chair. Well, Hollywood Hulk Hogan. <laughs> ah. You go to remember me. Hey, hey, hey. Well, H. don't I look like a <laughs> cunt? <laughs> when I hit your brother with a chair. When I hit your brother. <laughs> I don't like this. Just like a, this. A. <laughs> do you know what? This was an episode of SmackDown. The, the moved along at a lovely pace. Yeah. 
Got some nice character development in there. Sets up a show for 72 hours, three days from now. Uh, and, uh, and a showdown between Hogan and Trips, which looks as if it's just going to, you know, that amazing, that amazing, beautiful day U2 combat that Triple H has had. Nah, fuck it. Hogan's number one, mate. Uh, spoilers, by the way. I thought, yeah, it was a nice show. I, th I think we're, in we're into a nice rhythm now with SmackDown being not the A show. Absolutely not the A show because all the A stars are on the other show. But something where we can see new characters being born, new stories being developed, and hopefully a bit of testing of the waters of other things as well. What do you remember from it? I remember... It sounds silly, but I remember the Hurricane Helms bit. Oh, where he flew in as they were watching Planet Stadium. Yeah, they went for a period of like watching like Hurricane Helms bits and just thinking, this guy's so great. And getting mad. Like, I bet the crowd don't even appreciate how smart and funny it is. <laughs> Jim, my period has been a teenage wanker. Oh, we were all there at this point. What about yourself? I remember, I remember the, the last bit of Triple H pedigree and Hogan. That's the main bit I remember from this show. Because obviously you had Hogan leg dropping trips last week. So this mm. is like a, a tit for tat. With with trips returning the favor and hitting him with a with a pedigree, and knocking him out ahead of the pay per view, which I thought was bloody brilliant. Mm -hmm. uh, what did you forget? I forgot how good Reverend Devon was at talking. Yeah, he is full of piss and vinegar, isn't he? he talking really about the whole God is. thing. That really would be an is. Ecuadorian matter. <laughs> I can never figure out what he says. Ecumenical. Ecumenical. That'll be an ecumenical matter. Yeah, just like that. Really loved him as that. Um, I forgot that this was DDP's last night. Oh, yes. wasn't until that suplex landed where I went, oh, this is him done. I wouldn't have realized until they would show clips of this later on in like a special about injuries or something that would have aired on Confidential or, I don't know, Jacked or Metal, one of those little uh, puff pieces they do sometimes. Mm. Yeah. So they, made, they put it on there then? Yeah, and had DDP talking about it. So he's oh. still in the contract for a bit until that, at least. And then they're like, yeah, okay. Bye. Oh, well. Well, I didn't know that. I hadn't seen that. Mm. But yeah, so that was my forgot. Was That's the last of DDP. Very sad to see him go. But you know what? Maybe it works out for the best because from here, <clears throat> we'll see DDP take some time off. Pop up briefly in TNA. Yep. And then build a yoga dynasty yep. <laughs> that will change the lives of so many people. Yep. So good for him. And he'll go in the Hall of Fame. No such thing as accidents, just happy mistakes. Yes, indeed. Uh, any happy mistakes that you've caught on Botchamania this week? That you oh, want to absolutely, yes. Uh, the new video will be out by the time you watch this. Woohoo, look at all oh. the crazy stuff. Oh just in time to get you warmed up for Elimination Chamber, because, you know, <laughs> I look at me bloody calendar and went, oh, I have to go out before this. I have to wait another week for that. And then, then the video will be half an hour long, and then I'll fucking hate my life. <laughs> um, so that'll be out. I hope you're enjoying it. What about yourself, Tom? Uh, uh, in case you missed it, I had a lovely chat with Michael Oku this week. Him, oh! him and Will Ospreay had a banger. One of the best matches of the year at Rev Pro High Stakes on the weekend. So we talk about building that match. I hope your ears were burning because you got a little mention. Did I? Yeah, because they, they're in the match. A little spoiler for the interview. There's a few spots. They always recommend that you know if you're going to do some new things, practice them first but they didn't get a chance to. And there's a few things in that match that they just did on the fly and hope for the best. And he was saying, like, in my head, I was thinking, well, this is either going to work or Matthew's going to get it. <laughs> so during one of the biggest matches of the year, you, you were thought of by two of the competitors. Well, that's, that's very nice by Oku. Um, yeah. I'm at, uh, I still call him the Odge Modge. <laughs> I bet he loves that. Is it, no, it's like it's not. It, there's no J at the end. <laughs> I like that you had no, the J. No one yeah. says it like that. I might start calling him Modge Modge. Yeah. <laughs> 
But no, it was great. It was lovely to find out a little bit about the story behind that match. Uh, we pay tribute to Amira, who is his better half in real life, who played a really crucial role in that match. The tributes to Mad Kurt in yeah. that match. And there's a couple a little nods to the late Curtis Chapman. And we talk about those in there as well. It's a lovely about an hour long interview. Uh, and that's on the podcast feed right now. And of course, the latest wrestling news throughout the day, you can check out goldtaholic.com in case you haven't started watching it yet. Enjoy Elimination Chamber. He's at Matthew Gregg at Twitter. I'm at Tom Campbell on Twitter together. Hello. Don't forget to join us. Math's got some music to play. Bye, Eddie. 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 Perfect. Uh, whatever. All the comments. What the fuck is Roger Rabbit? <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. (laughs) 